Bryce! Bryce Isaiah, this is the one you simp for, the one you stand, the one that you be sliding in his DMs. This is him. This is Jacob Jones from season four of Sequester, the broad shoulder bandit. And yes, my shoulders are just as broad and just as big as my d all right, let me not go there. Actually, let's go there. Because I've been seeing your freak of the week going to all these different people. All, I've been like, where is me? Where is I? How can I get in? I got pictures. I got videos. And I'm like, how can I become a freak of the week? Just let me know who I need to send them to. Let me know. I see you on here doing your thing, making me kiki, ha ha, hee ha, and whatever. I'm proud of you. Because it's a it's a it's a purple pants podcast, y'all. Let's go. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's a new day, and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah. What's popping with everyone? How is everyone doing? Please make sure you subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Hit that subscribe button, write a review, tell a friend to tell a friend about the Purple Pants Podcast. It's been such a great week for me. I don't know about you guys, but I feel renewed. I feel refreshed. It's a new day for me. I just feel like the last four years, honestly, have been a very dark cloud over my life. And I never knew how much something could affect me. And I I really felt like last Wednesday during the inauguration, it was just a sense of renewal, a sense of like literally a restart on life. And I just feel so hopeful for our country, so hopeful for our nation. I want to say that by it's not about Democrats, not about Republican. It's just about us as a nation, us as we, the people of the United States of America. We are the leaders. We are proud. We claim to the world that we are the best. And I want to believe that. And I, I want to show the world that we are the best. We've been in, in such a, a dark cloud for so long. And I am just excited to have a new president. I'm excited to see what this president can do. And we're going to hold him accountable. The things that he said he's going to do, we the people, we want to see it. It's a new day. And I just, I hope that everyone can, no matter who you voted for, no matter what, guess what? We've elected a new president. Now let's just get behind this president. Let's just show support. And let's hold them accountable to what they say that they're going to do. Then let's watch it. Let's be who we say we are. 
are. Let's be a democracy. And for me, it just really gives me excitement. I just, I don't want someone in office that is promoting lies, that is promoting division, that is promoting hate, that is promoting racism. I don't want that. I, I want a leader to lead. I want a leader to bring us together. And I really hope that anyone listening that maybe did not vote for this president or maybe has disagreements about this president, let's give him a chance. Let's see what he going to do. Let the actions speak. And then if they do something wrong, call them out. Did you know? But let's give them a chance. And for me, it truly brings a new day. And I, I'm just, uh, baby. I'm just excited to see what the future holds for us. Not to mention the inauguration. Okay. Child Barb was calling my phone like, you see this? You see that? Okay. Because I was listening. I was here for the fashions. I was here to see all the people that was there. And I'm not even going to lie. Purple Pants Posse. I had the news on all day because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they stormed the Capitol. We were all so scared watching. I was literally watching to see what's happening to make sure everything went safely because I, I I was tuned. That was honestly really why I was watching because normally I watch the inauguration and then turn it off. But I, I had the TV on all day, y'all, because I was like, they they the FBI issued this warrant of these threats and all of this stuff. So I, I was tuned in. I wanted to see what was going on. But thankfully, everything went on without a hitch. It was such a powerful moment for us to watch our first female vice president be inaugurated into office. Okay, she's a black and South Asian. What a win for our little girls watching. And I have to say, during the inauguration, I was on Twitter, I was on Facebook, and Earl Cole, the winner of the winner of Survivor Fiji, he posted a photo of his daughter, his young daughter, watching Kamala Harris be inaugurated into office. And I think the caption was like the first of many. And that photo was just so powerful for me because it just really gives our children, our daughters, the the ability to say, listen, the sky is the limit. Anything you want to be, you can be. My goddaughter, Moreland, was watching it. And, you know, my nieces, my nephews were watching. And it's just like, yes, like our country, we got a lot of work to do. Okay, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. But, baby, this shows us that we are stepping in the right direction just to see Kamala out there. Okay, looking fly in her purple. Okay, I got so many tweets like, is she a member of the Purple Pants Posse? Okay. You know, the fashions of the inaugurations was all of that. My mom calling me, my mom tweeting me like you, not my mom tweeting me, but child, if Barb had a Twitter, Jesus. But my mom calling and texting just to see her excitement to see a black woman become vice president is just something my mom never thought she would see. My mom never thought she would see a black president in her lifetime. So, you know, my mom had her pearls on. Okay, representing it just was really um, just a great time. And I know our country has been through so much. We're, we're divided so much, but I really hope that we can come together. And I really hope that we can work to making this a better place. And I know it, it, it's a lot. It's a big task. But if we all could just see what what brings us together is far more than what separates us okay so 
how did you guys watch the inauguration? What was y'all doing? Was y'all sipping chat? I was at work responding to emails, running back and forth, watching the TV, responding to emails, doing all of that stuff. But yes, I just, I feel so brand new. It feels like it's a new day. And if it's a new day, then baby, it's a new episode. And I'm so excited. I got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. So let me give you the rundown. We've got our church announcements. Okay. On the menu this week, I welcome back my friend Lauren Ashley Beck. We are covering Life After Lockup. So good. I'm bringing you the, the recap of Chronicle Sun, episode two. I've got a special Purple Pants promotions this week. Okay. We've got Purple Pants picks, Barb's message, and the freak of the week. So listen, let's get into these church, 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 church announcements. I've got two church announcements for you guys this week. First church announcement, Lauren Ashley Beck and myself have joined forces to create a new web series called Behind the Torch Snuff It Sis. Yes, that's right. Behind the Torch Snuff It Sis is all about bringing reality TV show fans the behind the scenes tea of all their favorite TV shows from your favorite contestants to the most controversial contestants there'll never be a dull moment on behind the torch that's right so Lauren and I have set the date for our first behind the torch snuff it sis it's going to be February 13th okay 7 p.m. to 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. And our first guest is none other than the first winner of Survivor, Richard Hatch himself. Now, you know Richard don't be doing a lot of these things, but he's agreed to come on behind the torch. Snuff it, sis, for Lauren and I. So you don't want to miss it. No questions are left off the table. And we're going to give you the tea. So tickets are available. So make sure you get them now. Support your baby boy. Support Lauren. And yes, let's get behind the torch. The link will be available in our bios on social media. We'll make sure we tweet it and put it on Facebook. So you definitely do not want to miss behind the torch. Snuff it, sis. Hi, Purple Pants Posse. It's Jatia Hart from Survivor Cagayan. First off, announcement from the head of the Usher board. She told me to remind y'all, no chewing gum in service. She said she ain't afraid to pinch y'all. Okay, now on to business. Stem Queen stickers are now on sale. These are super cute stickers for decorating notebooks, laptops. I use them on my water bottle. They support outreach, girl power, and STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, you can go online to jatiaphd.com slash store. And stop chewing gum in church. It's a man who, it's a man you, me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And keeping the menu rolling, what's popping this week? We are back, back 
again with the Lauren Ashley Beck, the TikTok star. A little bit, a little bit, a little TikTok, you know. You know. Do your little thing, okay? A little, you know, a little move. I'm gonna oh, broke child. my neck. You and that, keep up you with, and... The, with the whoa. But I learned how to do it. I'm never letting it go. Oh, okay, child. I didn't know if you, it was a mosquito in your house. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on. It was a lot <laughs> going on. But I'm so happy to have you back here on the Purple Pants Podcast and my YouTube channel, because you know we out here on the YouTube. So if you haven't, yes. make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Bryce Isaiah. Give me some thumbs up and let's get popping. We are talking about life after lockup. From the stars of Love After Lockup, it's a lot going on. But so I felt like the last two weeks of the episodes were really more continuations. Like there wasn't really much happening of a lot of people. Now, this is what I'll say. I just like to give a little pre. Is it a prelude or a prelude? We'll go with prelude. That's prelude. There are some of these crazy girls that I have. No sympathy for. And Who would those be? Who would okay, those well, be child, let's be? just get right up into it. It <laughs> is uh, with a oh, um, wait, where am I? Uh, oh, wait, 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 I got my little notes together. Wait, where? Uh, no, um, Scott and Miss Lindsay. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I it, her behavior is not surprising. It's like. Girl, do you want a spinoff show? I'm confused. And Scott is this 50-something-year-old guy with big lips. And, you know, he moved down to Mississippi for Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay has found out that he said that he was a millionaire. Um, but he's not really. But he's still paying the rent on the house that they're staying at and still affording her all the things that she wants. And, you know, a couple of episodes ago, she found out that he, prior to talking to her, used to mess with prostitutes. So he's a man. So so, at the end of the day, I mean, not even that girl. He was talking to you while you were in prison. That's the other thing. Right. Right. That's true. And so and yeah, and it does. It comes off as very judgmental. And I think with Lindsay, we are seeing this side of her that is unraveling. You know, I did have high hopes for her. I hope that she was going to come out and get with her daughter, Miley Grace. You know, Scott set up the room real nice for her. I thought they were going to start anew, start on a new foot. Now, let me ask you this. Did I hear her correctly when she says she already slept with somebody else? Did she say that? I thought she said I would be sleeping with somebody in your bed before the end of the week is over. Well, did uh, uh, did her and Tara Bell make it to the bed? Because uh, I'm pretty sure she said that was her girlfriend, right? She said that's her girlfriend, but she was on the phone with a guy. This episode talk about bring a lock. Ten, bring, bring a right. lock and bring a lock. Like what? 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 what, what what's the lock for? Like, so, like what, we roommates? You, you're locking your room. If I listen, so Lindsay finds all this stuff out. She finds letters that Scott had. She starts trashing his office. She becomes like physically violent to him when she flips that table over. But here's my thing. Like, girl, what do you want to accomplish from that? I think it's just an attention thing. She's volatile. So she's just trying to show like, I'm mother hen, I'm ruling the roost. When in reality, she looks very immature and Scott didn't even give her anything. He was like, well, I'm just going to let her do it and let her go and do whatever she got to do. Scott was smoking that cigarette. He didn't care. 
And, and he shouldn't. And I'm glad he didn't give her anything. Because that's what she wanted. Uh, kudos to Scott for keeping it so calm and collected. But I was dying when she was like, so when's the last time you've been talking to a prostitute? He was like, well, I've been talking to one that just got out of jail. I was like, oh. <laughs> he roast- And then wait, she tried to throw the book at him. Like, oh, this is where I found the quote in the book. Girl, bye. You know damn well you, th- you did not. Where the page at? We want to see the page. page. Where's the page? That's it's not true. And we know that she is scheming and scamming. They both know what they're doing in this relationship. I just don't understand why she's on such a high horse, but her confessionals are lit. Why is she so animated? Like her faces. I'm like, when she was like, there's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) And they better mind you, didn't it? It was thunderstorm and it was like it looked like she got scared by the thunderstorm too. She was like. The There's a new sheriff in town. In. Right. Like, what the hell is going on right now? I just want to know what bills did the sheriff in town pay? <laughs> that, like, I, like that's all I, I want to know. Um, um, no, like she said, he's going to pay all the bills and I'm going to live here and I'm not going to leave. Why should I have to leave? Uh, because you don't pay for anything up in here. That's if I why. was Scott, I would be on the phone. 911. <laughs> Hi, my, I, I have an emergency. No, honestly, I will get her ass arrested. Like, no, you, no. So I, I, I ain't got no more for Lindsay. Like at this point, I'm, I'm ready to like fast forward through their storyline because it's like, you're doing a little too much. Okay. Get out right now. It's the end of you and me. Too late. And I can't wait for you to be gone. I know. Uh, uh, get out leave right now it's the end of, of you, you and me. me all yeah, right they're done they're done they're done, done. it's done it's a wrap you know That's i think that see again kudos to scott because he's trying to do the right thing for miley grace he doesn't want to send her mama back to jail he's bye. trying to be respectful but yes bye because at the end of the day she is a criminal and he will get caught up and that's not something he needs right now at all and let me just say this she a crazy criminal. I would, cr- I would not want to be sleeping in the house with her. I agree. Is there something going on? There's something else going on. And that's on period poo. So, all right. Yeah. Now, let's also get into somebody who I feel like has gained redemption in my life, but not really. So, we're going to talk about Sean and Destiny. Ooh. Okay. Now, now, Destiny out here still skimming and scamming. You know, she got court tomorrow. We don't know if she's going to win or not. Sean and drove. First of all, John was, Sean was making hot dogs on the grill. I was like. You know what? I'm done. I'm so done with him. I'm, I'm like, done with him. What are you doing? And I mean, at this point, I feel like he. When he packed the photo of Lindsay in his bag, I'm like, OK, you like you're delusional. He's delusional. And in the phone, wait a minute, when he calls her, it says, my girl. I'm like, sir, you need to grow. No, that is not Talking your girl. About my no, girl. no, she's for everybody. My girl. Okay, no. she for the streets, honey. She's she for the, the streets. Street. Everybody also, go ahead. Go ahead. Because uh, I was about to say, now, as much as I do not like what Destiny is doing, I do not like how she is handling the situation. She, when she was on the back porch, Drinking some liquor out the bottle with her mama. The Jaeger, not the, the Jaeger. Jaeger. The mom said, oh, this is stuff that tastes like licorice. <laughs> Destiny like, was I like, it's the that. good stuff. I, I was, was like, like, I have never sat down and drank a glass of Jaeger for enjoyment. Like, I, I've, I've done a shocked. Jaeger bomb or two. Yeah. 
Yes. As Shai, here you go. Here's a Jaeger bomb. All right, let me throw it back real quick. But me sitting down with a cold glass, I don't know. Shai, I'll talk about just the good stuff. Miss Mamas, we need to elevate you. Girl. You got that. You got that. You got Sean credit card. You need to be swiping for a little bit more. But this is what I will say about Miss Destiny is that I feel like she opened up to us um, this episode about her abuse from her uncle when she was 13 years old for many, 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 many years. And I always, you know, again, while I love this show, my social work come out, my social work hat on, and I really just be like, okay, a lot of this makes sense. And I always tell people, children that I work with, some adults that I work with, when trauma happens, you never know how it's going to manifest itself in your life. And you just ne- you just never know at where, what, who, why, how it's going to rear its ugly head. But you got to deal with it. And if you don't deal with it, then it's going to rear somewhere. And it's very clear in Destiny's life where her abuse um, from her uncle came, like, is rearing her head. She's constantly getting caught up in jail. She doesn't like to go to courts. She's on the run. She's meeting older men. Okay, let's just not ignore the fact that Sean is much older. Like, you know, there is a pattern. And so for me, it, I still won't cuss her out, but it humanized her for me this episode to be like, oh, okay, you got a story, you've got a past, I get it. I have to agree. I do appreciate her being open with us about that. And I'm sure that that was not easy. And I did say, I said, you know, this makes sense. I get why she does behave how she does. Now, on the flip side of that coin, she's a whole adult out here. So at some point, you got to take responsibility for your actions, not the things that were done to you, because that is not okay. And that obviously, you know, with that type of trauma, you need some type of therapy. And maybe Destiny doesn't have the resources to get access to because a lot of people just don't know. She could swipe Sean card though. Right, right. She she knows how to get Sean's card. She knows how to order a pizza, but she don't know how to get the help she needs. That's not okay. And I think that she, you know, in in Destiny's defense, Sean was not forthcoming about his life okay so he didn't say i got a whole football team of kids i'm 46 he told her he was 38 he said he had three kids so in my head if i'm destiny and i'm a criminal and i'm coming out of jail and i'm thinking i'm meeting this guy and he's got money and a house and then i find out he's 10 years older than what he said he's got a whole football team i'm gonna be mad i'm gonna be mad but destiny is running game on sean so can she really be mad no at the end of the day no um, I do want to know, though, <clears throat> what do we think her because she was like, you know, there's something that I'm dealing with. Right. That nobody knows. Do we think that she's pregnant? I don't. Well, she went to the hospital and said that she wasn't pregnant. I think well, that. Well, she says she got up early to handle some business. So I feel like she was going to see somebody else. Well, and she said there's something going on that I don't feel that I should have to tell anybody about right now. Well, she said, I'm keeping secrets from my sister and I don't want her in my business right now. And she got up before the court hearing and went somewhere earlier. And she went somewhere else. So maybe she's with somebody else. We saw her ordering the pizza with somebody. Like, who is she with? We don't really know. Matter of fact, maybe I just need to take my little ass out to Reading and go see it, drive up and say, Destiny! What's really going on over here? Roll up with Sean in the blue Ford. We need to talk about cars too, because what the hell? Right, and then, but, and that's another thing. She's still in his car. She's still driving his car. But I think, I think, again, it, it sort of goes back to this case of, 
Sean loves Sean loves Lindsay. Sean loves Destiny so much. They might as well be the same people. That he loves her so much that it doesn't matter if she's maxing out the credit cards and stole the car because that's what she did. And let's call it what it is. It's stealing. And I mean, and it also Brittany, the sister. Why was Brittany like? Ugh. Why is he here? Bitch, because um, he got $50,000 on the line, okay? $50,000, okay? That is not, and, and, a, and a football team of kids to take care of. If, if she does not go, if your sister does not show up for, for jail, he is going to be on the hook for $50,000. Why do you have an attitude about that? And why are you mad at him anyway? Because even she was frustrated with Destiny saying, you know, I'm going to run. I have cold feet. I don't right. know what I'm going to do. So you can understand that frustration. So how can't you understand a man ch- coming to check up on his money? I don't know. I and don't get not that. even honestly, I don't even think that the money is a part of it, but I don't like I think he cares about her. So it's like, Absolutely. why would you want somebody that's supporting your sister and, being and, there? And that's the thing. Exactly. For him, it's not the money. So for me, it would be like, oh, dang, like he came all the way out here, despite my sister taking his car, not taking his phone calls and is still showing support for her. But it, it seems like she's almost nasty like it's like like she's mad about something but really the person that's running game is destiny hello that's the person that's running game i just for real for real i just want to know if she go but mind you you know how weed cv always edit and stuff she's going right i'm sure she's going to go she's going she would listen like her sister said you are an adult if you run that's going to make it worse for you not anybody else that's just going to make more time they're only going to catch you they're all like you're right do you want to spend your whole life, especially she's young, do you want to spend your whole life rushing, constantly looking over your shoulder, trying to feel like somebody's trying to get you? No, no. You just And see, that's the other thing, too. While she has this man that's willing to be there for her, and you heard her say, oh, well, I'm sure if I go back to jail, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. So this is how you treat the person you're going to need? She's a user. She She's learned to get out of these. Well, I feel bad for him. And I hope when he watched that, if he's still use, if she's, if he's still being used by her, I hope he dropped whatever and stopped putting money on her books after he heard her say that. Because that's wrong. One could only hope. On to the next hopeless relationship, Sarah and Mike. <laughs> Do not play my girl Sarah out like that. We're about to have a difference of opinion. Go ahead. So the argument continues outside of the residence in Marriott in upstate New York, um, where the argument has commenced because Michael has said that he feels like he was there for the kids. uh, And Sarah disagrees. And Sarah feels like, you don't understand what I've been through. And so they just argue. So mind you, she took Aviana outside to sit down. Child told her to go in the shade. I'm like, the shade, girl. Like. Okay. I, mean, I think she was just trying to get the baby away from the argument. I well, know. how about you just take the baby and go away from the right. argument? Right. So then Mike comes down holding a baby. I have to mind uh, remind y'all, yes, in the Fairfield Inn uh, Suites parking lot in upstate New York. And the argument continues to proceed. And again, I have listened to both sides of this argument and I have to side with Mike. I feel what like in the hell show feel, are you watching? And so not listen in this argument. I am agreeing with Mike, not for what Mike has done. Mike is just saying that she, as in Sarah, uh, you know, prioritizes her and Mike's relationship over the kids. So if her and Mike are talking, Mike and her and the kids are talking. Now, if her and Mike are in a fight, then he doesn't get to talk to the kids. Now, that's all that I'm saying is what is true about Mike. 
that's the part that I agree. Now, do I agree with, well, Mike, you don't always call the kids. So like that, and again, that's what Sarah is saying, but I feel like why go to such great lengths to defend when we know? Okay, but bitch, this is the thing. This is the thing. Ultimately, I feel that Michael is not doing his duty as a father. Okay. I agree. I, I so can't anything, to that. anything that he says as in regards to us talking, not talking, ba ba ba. The way that Sarah feels is you don't get to pick and choose when you want to talk to the kids. So how can he get mad at her when she's upset with him and doesn't want to let him talk to the kids when he's not consistent anyway? But he's not consistent. I agree. But again, see. And that's why I feel like Sarah and Mike were arguing. They were arguing around the same points, but they weren't validating what each other was saying. All Sarah heard was Mike was like, I'm there for my kids as much as I can be. And in Mike's mind, I believe that he is. He he don't mm-hmm. want to be a full-time dad. That's true. I mean, that's so, true. That's in what his, his mind, he like, I come around when I come around. And Sarah is like, just the mere fact of him saying that he is there for them as much as he can, she feels like it actually diminishes the fact that she is there 24-7 doing everything. And, but the issue around the issue is, girl, if you set clear boundaries, like we've been saying and screaming this whole time, you wouldn't have to worry about this because these clear boundaries would be set. So then the argument ends, Michael's, uh, Sarah, um, after you cool down, I'm going to pull up to the house. I'm going to pull up on you. I'm going to pull up on you. And then, so you don't- In a have, new car. Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. He had a new car because now I'm watching the show like you. <laughs> okay. I don't know whose car he was driving, but this was the other thing. I'm like, did you get kicked out the hotel? Like, why are you packing up your hotel? Like, I'm confused now. And, and bringing then, a bag. Bringing a bag. And then he's like, talking to Sarah, as much as we've been through, I still brought a bag over here. Well, you saw when he walked in the door how he went, and, I was like, and mind you, this is this is when so one thing was good. I thought they were really good that they apologized in front of their daughter about the argument today. I was like, okay, that's modeling good parenting. But in the same breath, Mike's like, I'm gonna go put her to sleep. And he goes to walk, put her to sleep. And Sarah's like, hey Mike, you, you want a beer? beer? <laughs> he said, wait, wait, wait. Did you hear his response? He was like, uh, because essentially maybe like yeah i guess because he but see it's he's running game he's not running game no sarah is running game at this point because her asking him do he want a beer is not her asking him do he want a beer her asking him do he want a beer is if he was so booty 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 rockers everywhere booty 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 rockers everywhere rockers everywhere rockers everywhere i found you miss new booty get it together okay that's what asking do you want a bear means sarah not a bear (laughs) not a bear no, you're right. You're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And the way she said it was real sneaky. Like, right. you want a beer? Oh, kind of maybe. Like, I don't know. What I mean by Michael is I'm saying Michael knew, like, oh, yeah, I still got her. That just solidified, I think, what you've been saying this whole time, which is that Sarah is still in love with Michael. Now, 
I want to get into this conversation about the open marriage topic oh. and, and him saying that. Because is he wrong? He's not wrong. I mean, no, they, they <laughs> the part of the open marriage is as though that both parties have to be open in the marriage. But I mean, I'm sure Mike will love that because I'm sure there is some benefit that he reeks of. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Sh- Sarah is very well put together. She always has a home. She's got a place that he I'm can I'm talking take. just about like insurance and like, right, you know, right. being married. Right. And my thing is, I never heard Sarah ask Malcolm if he wanted a beer. <laughs> Malcolm Listen. always like cooking breakfast. You want some bacon? She's like, no. He's like, I'm going to get donuts. I'm going to get coffee. Like, I'm just like... But, Listen, and, and if, if I'm Malcolm watching that conversation, uh, that interaction between them, oh, you could borrow some condoms, you can do that. No, this is not okay. This is not appropriate. And then she tried to say, she's, she, he was like, so what's going on with dude? Because I think he know Michael knows deep down that she's not mm-hmm. into, into, into. And she's going to say, I'm focusing on my family. See, that, and that's. I, you can't, you can't say, okay, child, I'm sounding like somebody's cousin. You can't save somebody that does not want to be saved. I agree. I agree. And listen, at the end of the day, I think this is what Sarah wants. Truly, oh, in her heart, if she could be happy with Michael and have him in the home and that. So if that's what's going to make her happy, then that's what I want. But, I want that for them. But again, again and again, how many times are we going to have to go on this roller coaster ride? He Every will play the part. Their entire lives. Their entire lives. Michael will never, because Michael is not in it like she is, unfortunately. He will play the part for a day or two. And then, baby, he's going to hit it like the wind. And we're going to be on the same cycle over again. But I was, last thing I say about them was, I thought it was so interesting. And she was like, I'm never having sex with you again. I'm never. And Michael's like, well, when's the last time we had sex? And she's like, years. And he like, when the last time we beep? And she was like, all right, well, you got a point. Right, girl, stop. It's, it's that was not a good look. And then she laughed and I was like, ooh, this is not good. Right. And where's Malcolm? Last season finale of last Life After Lockup, I guess that would have been season seven, four, five. <laughs> Girl, it ended with, first of all, Mike coming over and Sarah saying, you want a bear? And then the baby came out of that, right? Well, no, but she thought she might have been pregnant. And then you raw dogging him, girl. And that's the other thing, see, and that's the other thing. After looking, I'm sorry, no shade. I don't want to, I want to uplift other women. But in looking at Michael's history of women, the fact that you are not protecting yourself and your health is not smart, especially you got kids out here. Listen, Maria, <laughs> I would, me and Maria it would not be on the same, none, not, never that, ever. Child, now let's just keep it on moving down to Lacey and Shane, which was a rather quick, again, I'm, first of all, I'm tired of these little five minute scenes with my people. Yeah, Lacey and Shane got no screen time this time. Like, they weren't even on a whole episode, then they got back in five minutes. But mind you... But that must be because they have a big something-something coming up. That's supposed to be what it is. So, you know, Sean and John, Lacey's dad, is like best friends. So they out golfing, and Lacey's dad, John, spills the bean that John is out. And Shane is like, what? And Lacey's dad is like, I told you. Now, meanwhile, Lacey out having lunch with some girl. And mind you, I'm just like, 
again, these wee TV scenes are just sometimes hard for me to watch. So Lacey's out with her best friend, allegedly. And allegedly. the girl's like, so Shane working? So shot like, bitch, is this, is this your best friend? Because if this is my best friend, girl, I would know. No, you could tell that they were not friends. And right. if they were, then maybe they prompted her to ask all these questions. But yeah, I don't know. It felt like even when, when my husband and I, when we were watching, he was like, this was like a setup. Like she's asking all these questions about John and then John is just, just so happens right. to be driving around at that same time. We TV said, John, Lacey is at this restaurant over here with her friend. Go drive around and go cause some havoc. That's what they told me. Child, he was like, I just seen her post on social media that she's off this restaurant. I'm like, okay, you look creepy. First of all, they always having John drive around. When right? Lacey and Why? Shane got married, he was outside the wedding. Okay. When he got locked up, he was driving around. He texts Lacey when she got back. I mean, when Lacey kicks when Lacey kicked Shane out, John pulled. He was driving around and pulled up. When he got out of jail and texts Lacey, he was driving around. Lacey out to dinner. He driving around. I'm like, boy. He must live in that car. Poor John. I love John. I feel so bad for him. I don't. Get over I love her. Him. I love him. No, because John is crazy. John is crazy, but he, you know, he just needs, he's just got these in the grips of his disease. Once he gets healthy, he'll be all right. He needs he need he needs to stop doing jail things when you're not in jail. Okay. I agree. Your I own agree. sponsor slash friend was like, you know, there's other things that we can do outside of, okay. And baby boy needs to learn. He might be good with HVACs, but he is certainly not good with grilled cheese. No. <clears throat> but I just thought that it was funny when Shane came home. And first of all, I hate the fact that Lacey keeps downing Shane's like temp agency jobs. Like, okay, girl, let's just be happy. He's out there working. It's hard for people that have felonies and criminal backgrounds to get jobs. So if he's able to work and be successful, girl, figure it out. But I, I'm, al- I'm always like, why don't they talk about, I, they never talk about their OnlyFans or like her adult pornography. Anymore. I don't like, think they're allowed to talk about OnlyFans. Well, she was, she talked about her porn. Did she? I mean, that's what we knew Lacey as. The but that's film. what she was saying. But she wasn't saying. Well, no, because she do them, because you know, she do them pay-per-view films like Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Like the like. Oh, like girl. Like soft. Wait, girl, wait. Wait, you've never seen any of, for, uh, like, first of all, she didn't go by Lacey. It was like Gilly Girl 35. You've never seen any of Lacey's porn? No. You uh, have to send it to me what? Girl, it's a whole arson of Lacey porn. So she's a porn star. Oh, like, I mean, but so here's the thing. She, like, a, like a cam girl. So I would say that, yes, like a cam girl. Like she was doing online porn. Oh, wow. Because I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew her and Shane had fun on their OnlyFans, but I didn't know that. It, I didn't oh, know. No, she was that. like, she did stuff way before Shane. And now oh, her yeah. and Shane do they like pay-per-view stuff, which right. I've never really got to see um, because I'm not paying $26 for three minutes. Okay. My price tag and my price limit is $4.99. Because <laughs> that's what Ozzy charges. Okay. And then it came to five dollars and fifty cents, and I was a little upset. And mind you, I'm only in it for one month, okay? But and that's that's about it. But anyway, 
So your grandma have to send you, mind you, I have, yeah, I have yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. out what her name is, though. It's like yes. Gilly Girl something, but yeah. Um, but I liked how when Shane got home today, he was like, hey, kids, how was school? He's trying. Did anybody lie today? Because, you know, it's not good to lie in school. And Lacey's sitting up here like, this bitch, what is he? What's up? That's what really she wanted to say. And I really didn't like the fact that, like, how she was deflecting, honestly. Um, but... We'll keep it moving. We'll, you know, keep them moving. Yes, let's keep them. I just want to say, I do like how Lacey is handling this whole John thing right now. She I mean, but I, I feel like she she's, was leaving, because it matter, she's leaving the door open and I don't she like that. We're going to have to see on the next episode. All right, let's move to your favorite people <laughs> walking around town with a suitcase. Come no, on. No, 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 no. We're saving them for last. We're saving them for last because, you know, we're saving them for last. We are saving them for last. Who did I forget? Girl. <laughs> Miss, I'm drunk and gay tonight. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad for Puppy. So, right. This, we only got to spend less than two minutes on them because I don't have much to give for Amber. But Puppy's been home for a week, so they want to celebrate. They go out drinking. They go to the club. Mind you, Amber has a lot of gay male friends. I was like, okay, hey, bitch. Hey, hey. I will say they were in a weird cl- looking club. But wait, where are they? Are they in California? No, I don't think so. I think they are. Are they? I can't remember. I don't think so. That didn't look like California to me. And then, you know, I pointed it out that Love and Hip Hop Scrappy was in Scrappy the was up. And mind you, when you told me that at first, the first guy that she was talking to, I was like, oh, Lauren is crazy. That is not Scrappy. But then it definitely was Scrappy. And mind you, clearly, he didn't get a check because they didn't say his name or nothing. He, they, he <laughs> didn't get a check and they did not say his name. And where the hell was he? At and this how the hell do you know Amber? Like, how, how do you know Amber? And she's like, do you like my friends? I'm like, ew, how are you friends with him? They must have met They must have met in passing. Cuckoo! Mm. Passing in jail. Oh, you know, oh. in jail. <laughs> so Amber was on the other side. They were talking through the toilets. Scrappy! <laughs> what you know about the toilet talking? Okay. That's a nose. Throwing it across. Sliding through. So Amber and Puffy go out to celebrate. You know, they get drunk. And obviously Amber, or obviously Puffy tells us that Amber, normally when she gets drunk, she gets friendly. And Amber even says, like, I guess I'm gay tonight because I'm drinking. And see, that's the red flag for me. Like, nope, girl. So if you're only gay when you drink, what are you when you're sober? Right. Well, she's not. And I think Puppy said it best. Like, Amber wants to get drunk so she can get gay with me. But I have these feelings all the time. And, and you staying at my mom's household. What's up? It, Andrew, you're, she's using the situation. And, and the more that I look at it, that's exactly what it is. She's keeping Puppy at bay just so she can stay there. Keep set up. Keep what she's doing. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think Puppy is recognizing puppy knows what it is she knows the deal so i think the sooner that she decides how she wants to deal with it the better it's going to be for her because she's going to get hurt i agree the one thing that i will say about puppy though is that if this is a pattern that you were aware of in jail then maybe i feel like well this is why this is what i want to say i think it, it goes back to when we look at amber's her two gay guy friends who were like you know I think Amber really does like Puppy, but she's afraid because she's never had a relationship. See, but I I think that Puppy thinks that maybe she will change and that it's not that she's 
she she's not identifying as a lesbian woman, but she loves puppy. And I think that Amber needs to sort through those. Cause I do feel like, I do feel like Amber does have feelings for her, but she doesn't know how to sort through those feelings. And I don't know if it's a, a thing if she doesn't want to admit that like, I like somebody of the opposite sex or what she doesn't want to have to do that, but she doesn't have to. You don't want to do that, but you on a nationally televised show about it. Okay. Right. But I'm just waiting for somebody. I'm just patiently waiting for somebody to text me back. Now, we'll keep it moving on now. But she does say that she is keeping the fact that she is talking to somebody away from a puppy because puppy just got out. So I'm curious about that. But anybody, let's get to Quay. Wait, we forgot somebody. Who? Real quick. Andrea, the uh, morning. Uh, we got to and we can I could run a little bit late go ahead we got to go go, go. Oh, oh my god Andrea crazy okay if y'all remember Lamar took her took Priscilla to see Shantae told her to keep a secret Andrea Andrea found out all hell went loose so it looks like you know it's the next morning and she's telling the kids to pack their bags because she can't stay with Lamar anymore and they're going to a hotel so all of the kids get packed up in the car and they all sitting there looking like Tennyson's like, all right, not and Tennyson's all right. like, you don't have a plan. Ugh, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay here with Laura and play video games. <laughs> I am really liking the young man that Tennyson is growing up to be. Okay. He's not with, he's not for his mom's bullshit. Okay. And I love it. She needs to be called out. And I love that he stuck up for Lamar. That to me was like, it just proved to me that Lamar is who I think he is. Because Tennyson wouldn't do that. I mean, I, I, I still don't know who actually Lamar is, but I do like Lamar. I and do. I do like the fact that Andrea has such a good relationship with her children. And I'm glad that like when they got to the hotel, her daughter was able to kind of like get her in check. Like, sis, either y'all need to stay together or y'all going to break up. But you can't react to fights like how you're reacting. Like you practically made it worse. And the mom was like, I, I just got to get away. I just got to get away. And her daughter was like, well, girl, you didn't get away. You actually stood there and stoked the fire. And then, you know, she's all making it about Priscilla, her youngest daughter. Oh, he got hurt a lot of me. So then when they're like laying, first of all, girl, you couldn't get a, a two twin bed. You just had to get a, a one. But anyway, okay. I guess, I guess, I guess the house is selling like that over there. But anyway, so while Priscilla is laying on your lap, she's like, how does this make you feel? And she's like, I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. It makes it seem like the family's separated. Like, yes, girl, you're causing more trauma for your children. And it's unnecessary. I hate that. I hate and love that the younger kids are essentially parenting their parents. They're letting them know and guiding them. And I think that's the best thing for them. They need to listen to their kids for once and do what they need to do to make sure. See, I'm interested to know how, how old, what's the older ones, the older girl's name? Anaya? Uh, something like that. I forgot. Um, okay. So Tennyson and the older, I'm so sorry. I'll get her name next time, but she, I'm wondering what their their life was like growing up and where their father is, because maybe that's why they're trying to be so hands on with this. And they're like, we just can't deal with this argument anymore. So I'm wondering what the history was with their dad. Hopefully we'll get some of that. um, Yeah. The one thing that I will say that annoyed me about this whole episode with Andrea and Lamar was that after she spent the night out, they came home, Lamar apologized and they made up. But I just want Andrea to realize, well, girl, this would have happened the same night that all of this came out if you didn't act like 
monsoon coming through. She was off the chain and she needs to recognize that, especially with somebody like Lamar, because he's chill. So like, it's crazy to me how she gets so, but she's passionate. And when she feels it, she wants you to feel it too. We all felt it. Okay? Oh, baby, baby, we felt it. Yes, we did. So um, hopefully we will keep it cute and see what happens with Lamar Andrea. I don't know until the next fight. But baby, let's talk about my baby Jetty. Let's talk about Quaydale or you know Quaylin and Chevelle. No. So, okay. You can explain this episode because it was... One thing about them, this episode, that I like my stomach the whole time. What? Well, girl, just break down for the people because I feel okay, like I'm just Okay, let me just show. tell you. Let me break it down. So basically, Quay said, I need to get my baby back. He doesn't know where she's been. They haven't talked in under a month. He's trying to find her. Uh, Chevelle goes to the bathroom. They're at this little Ferris wheel park with Miela and the cousin who I personally love, who is Chevelle's biggest cheerleader and, you know, bodyguard. Basically, Chevelle goes to the bathroom and Quay calls Miela, daddy, her son on the phone, and, and they FaceTime. And Quay sees a Ferris wheel in the background. So Quay takes his suitcase like he's been walking around the whole city with the suitcase and goes and tracks down his baby. That's what he did. Okay. I'm proud of them for finding it. That was my problem. I'm so okay. Listen, we TV. Y'all giving Michael car after car after car after car after car. Okay, we TV. Y'all letting Chevelle rent Range Rovers. And you couldn't get you couldn't and can't none of the cameramen hold his bag. <laughs> Why was he? Up and down the street, on the side of the freeway, next to the damn turnpike. <laughs> With, and mind you, child, it looked like one of them like carry-ons from like the 1980s that your grandma got. That she still just take it on. Like, I was like, why is he? I'm like, up? why are they doing this? Why? And then for me though, so then when Quay got there and Chevelle, obviously Chevelle was tickled. Oh, she, did you see that smile on her oh, face? Oh, 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 and the cousin like, long time no see, but this is like heterosexual men for me are just the most interesting creatures because like how Quay and Demont or D whatever his name is, how they just started having a pissing contest and for me, it's like, Quay, how are you having a pissing contest with her cousin when your suitcase is right there? Like, the entitlement, like, you just like, I'm good, playboy. Me and Chevelle, good. Like, sir, baby, you, your whole life is in that suitcase, and we can see it on camera. I don't think that you're good. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on? That's your man. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I I would have been there holding the suitcase, okay? Not the suitcase. Not holding the suitcase, no. I thought, listen, I think at the end of the day, it shows how much the cousin cares. But really, though, like... With the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because are they really cousins? I'd be interested to know if they've actually, like, hooked up. No, I think think they're cousins. You think so? I mean, I don't know. No, it's that play cousin. You know how black, you know how you're my cousin. That's my cousin, cousin, cousin. That's not her real cousin. 
That is true. She said like a cousin when she that introduced true. herself. But the way he's missing contests, I think, is because... Go my ahead. thing is, if you've been to jail, you've been through it. Like, you know, why are you so hard on Quay? Like, you know, he made a mistake. I feel like, don't get me wrong, he shouldn't up and give him a hug. But I do feel like Quay finding her, although I'm just like, how hard was it really to find? Like, don't stop, do her like that. Stop, no, I'm just saying, stop playing with us, we TV. Okay. Well, this is what I, this is what I think the cousin is is not trying to give him a hard time. When he met Quay, he said, "I know what it is. I know what kind of guy you are. I was in jail. I ran the same game on girls." So he sees that game and he thinks that Quay is doing the same thing that he used to do. So no, he's not sympathetic, especially because cousin. Bought him a car, shoes, outfits, had a house, whatever house, mom's house, our apartment. We're not sure. Range Rovers here and there. But at the end of the day, Chevelle set him up. And I think that the cousin recognizes what Quay is doing. Now, I do believe that the cousin is wrong in that Quay does love Chevelle. I do. I think that there is something there. And I think that initially Quay wasn't sure what he wanted to do. So it may have just been him running game and not essentially wanting to go back. But I think he realized what he had and him not talking to her for a month is what he needed to realize that he lost a woman that is good for him. I agree. So only time will tell, but I was happy that he made it to Branston, him and his suitcase. So we'll keep it cute. Well, Lauren Ashley back, you know, it's, Always so much fun talking life after lockup. Okay, what you got on the TikTok? What, what's what you got popping off this week? Well, this week I'll be on TikTok at Lauren Ashley Beg. You guys can follow me Instagram, Facebook on brand with it. Bryce and I have a special surprise coming to you, but I'm not going to reveal that just oh. yet. Oh, um, oh. and it's going to be really, really fun. Oh. So yeah, I can't wait to talk love after lockup with you in two weeks. Two we'll weeks. Holla. Get out right now. It's the the end end of us talking about this. Oh, oh, he changed the words. (laughs) And we are keeping the menu rolling this week, guys. Back again with another Chronicle Sun recap by your boy, Bryce Isaiah. Now, I said... Last week, when I was watching the first episode, I'm like, I don't really know if if Chronicle Sun Season 2 is doing it for me. Then, you know, I rewatched it and I was hooked because of the storylines that they were portraying with each of our main characters, how they are tying in real life issues and because I feel like with Prodigal Son, I fall in love with the characters and so they are giving us updates on the characters but they're weaving it in to the storylines and I'm like literally like that's what I am finding most attractive about this show so episode 2 Purple Pants Posse listen episode 2 Baby, I didn't have to rewatch it. I ain't have to call Barb. I was hooked. When I tell you episode two, first of all, somebody at Chronicle Sun over there at Fox, they must be listening to the Purple Pants podcast, even though I'm sure the episodes were recorded already um, for the season. But baby, what I said on last week's episode about what I like about this show was every bit of what episode two was. I don't even know where to go. I don't even know where to start. Okay, so let me talk about the new case that they working on today. 
So there was a priest. They had to report to a church and God knows. Okay. The Whitley family needs some church. Can I get an amen? Amen. So the new crime this episode is a priest is hanging upside down, baby, in a church and his blood that's dripping down kind of spells the name um, Adonis, which means the devil. But it's in Hebrew. Now, the first people they meet at the church is Sister Agnes and the janitor Jonah. Now, first of all, <laughs> listen, I need to be uh, on this squad of major crimes here at on the Chronicle Sun because I know Malcolm is a profiler. But, baby, the second I saw Sister Agnes and the janitor Jonah, I said, listen, they the killers right there. OK, they look like the killers. So anyway, Sister Agnes and the janitor Jonah, who is not a member of the church he is currently working in the church to help restore a lot of the church's old paintings we learn that the father that was killed that's hanging upside down is father ray now we learn through talking through the people that father ray was uh committing not committing but he was doing ecstasis on people ecstasisms not 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 ecstasy not ecstasis <laughs> who child maybe that's why he killed child Fa- father ray you doing ecstasy no but he was doing exorcism on people so through their investigation they learned that norman was one of the people that father ray had been doing ecstasisms on for years so jt and malcolm go to see norman now baby norman crazy so they go to see Norman. His mom's there like, oh, visitors for Norman. And they're like, yeah, we just want to talk to him about his, you know, what him and Father Ray, Ray were working on. So the mom's like, okay. So one, Norman is locked up in the attic. So the mom knocks on the door. And he's like, what? Okay, first of all, that's when I'd have been like, all right, Malcolm, I'm going to go outside, wait in the car. I ain't even, I'm not even doing this with you. So the mom is like, Norman, we've got visitors. So he's like, okay. So the mom lays out salt on the door. Okay. And she warns Malcolm and JT before they go in. She like, listen, don't cross the salt. Baby, listen, if it ain't snowing outside, okay, what you put salt down for? Okay, we don't need to melt no ice. I don't need no melted ice. So they open the door and there is like all of these pathways in the room with salt. And so they walk in and Norman is playing the piano. And they're asking him questions like, how did you know Father Ray? And Norman's speaking, you know, regularly. And so they notice that a window is ajar. And so Malcolm is like, do you ever sneak out that window? And Norman is like, Father Ray told me to stay in here because the demons would get me. And so they're like, well, who are the demons? Tell us. And he's like, the demons. And so Malcolm being Malcolm can never follow the rules. Malcolm steps over the salt because he wants to test the theory. Bang, bang. Malcolm crossed over the salt. Norman stopped playing the piano. And he looks at Malcolm and Bebe. So Norman normally talks like, you know, this is Norman. Bebe, after Malcolm crossed over that salt, Norman was like, I knew you were one of us. And Malcolm's like, well, what do you mean one of us? He's like, you're a demon. Oh, child. Like I said before, if I were JT and Malcolm, I'd have been down them steps. 
and in the car saying, listen, Malcolm, I could listen. I, I, I call for backup in the car. So the demon now, Gordon has now transformed into this demon. He rolling on the floor like, I knew you were a demon. I can see it. And Malcolm like, well, what do you mean a demon? And he's like, you're a killer too. It's in your blood. And then the demon is like, I killed Father Ray. I killed Father Ray. I'm like, ooh, child, case closed. He killed Father Ray. But this is important for us to know, Purple Pants Posse, that I don't know if you remember from the last recap when they was in the sex dungeon, okay, with the guillotine, and that guy was trapped to the wall. And the guy was in a delusional state when Malcolm rescued him. But when Malcolm first broke into the wall and rescued the guy, the, the, the guy said the same thing. You are like me. So this is a common theme that these possessed people see something in Malcolm. So after that, they're back at the office and Lieutenant A-Roy is ringing Malcolm ass because he like, why would you provoke? Okay, why are you provoking Norman? Now, Norman in the hospital being sedated and they're like, okay, clearly he confessed to his killing. So we got him. So Malcolm is saying to them, actually, I don't believe that it was Norman or the demon, because when Malcolm crossed the salt, Malcolm explained to us that the demon seemed uncontrollable, like the way that he lunged at Malcolm, the way that he was acting, he's uncontrollable. Malcolm is telling them as the profiler, the demon that killed Father Ray would have had to show restraint would have had to show control to be able to hang him to be able to get his body to spell all that stuff so Malcolm is not convinced that it's him so Malcolm's like the only person that I know that is familiar with these type of ecstasies and these demon people I'ma let y'all guess I'ma let y'all guess who the only person Malcolm know who good at that it is oh you right it's his daddy his daddy so Malcolm goes to see his daddy, okay? And so the dad is excited to see him, and the dad is outside, and baby, they got these prisoners chained to like a pole so they can't walk far. So Malcolm's out there, and you know, of course, his you, you already know how his daddy is. He's like, my boy, so excited to see you. And Malcolm's like, listen, I'm here to talk on the case. And the dad's like, are you okay? Like, we need to talk about stuff. Because, yeah, they need to talk about the guy that Malcolm then just dismembered from last season and hid the body. So... We actually, as Malcolm is in the yard with his dad, his dad's like, well, the only person that I know has information about exorcism and different things is Fire Pete. He used to be a priest in a church, but he set the demons of other people on fire. And of course, he right over the yard. So Fire Pete is that's what they call him. And Michael Malcolm start talking and he's giving Malcolm some insight and he gives Malcolm this book um, that kind of helps understand exorcism and all of the things that they need to do. Malcolm takes all of that information back to the office and, you know, they are looking at other people that they need to question. And so one of the people that comes to Malcolm's mind is Sister Agnes, you know, the killer that I said from the beginning. So 
in this scene that we know Malcolm is currently he's having a dream he's hallucinating you know Malcolm always hallucinates and in the dream he goes to see Sister Agnes and he's like Sister Agnes we need to learn more information about the people that Father Ray was seeing then all of a sudden Sister Agnes turns into Ainsley uh, but Ainsley is like a nun and she's like you need to confess your sins you're like one of them and Malcolm's like what are you talking about and she starts pointing the knife at him and she's like you need to confess your sins and then Malcolm wakes up like ah! and baby this was the funniest part of it all so Malcolm wakes up and he's at his desk and he's in the police squad and all of the police are looking at Malcolm and Danny you know his love interest from last season but they ain't showing no love this season. She got on a bulletproof bulletproof vest. And Malcolm's like, why do you guys have on a bulletproof vest? And Danny's like, Malcolm, baby boy, when you have your dreams, S-H-I-T, get crazy, okay? So Danny takes Malcolm home and they're like talking and trying to figure this out. And at this point, I'm like, yes, we finally about to get these scenes with Malcolm and Danny. Like, like let's reapprise their love interests. So, they're just really talking about, you know, how Malcolm is saying that he had a dream about Sister Agnes and they really feel like it has to do with something more of the church. And they're like, you know, well, Sister Agnes and Jonah, the janitor, they are they were helping Father Ray restore these photos, these old lead photos. And then Malcolm comes to and it's like, oh, my God, with people that work with lead photos uh, one of the one of the paintings that they were working with the the name of the artist I child I don't know the name because you know I don't be good with names but he's like yeah he died of lead poisoning and the paintings that sister Agnes and Jonah the janitor are working with are lead paintings and so Malcolm comes to this epiphany like oh my god you can get lead poisoning and be have disillusion and a paranoia so they're like oh my god it has to be one of them now let me pause. So also in this episode, we see that Lieutenant Aroy has been calling Jessica Malcolm Mom, you know, because they kind of sort of got this love thing, but she ain't really been answering the phone because we know that Jessica went to see him last episode and she heard Lieutenant Aroy and Danny talking about Jessica. So, you know, Jessica ain't feeling it. Also in this episode, Ainsley shares with Malcolm that she's moving out. Ever since everything that happened last season, she's been staying with the mom. And Malcolm's like, how's mom's taking that? And Ainsley's like, she's actually really supportive. So that was something that was interesting to Malcolm. Also, we see in this episode, JT, you know, where last week he was assaulted by police officers who essentially racially profiled him because he was outside of uh, the scene of the crime and they just thought he was uh, a black man and they automatically assumed that he was a suspect and he kind of fought them back and now he is worried about the repercussions of that. We also see JT and Lieutenant Aroy talking about the situation and JT is saying how he is so nervous about the situation because he doesn't feel like it's going to end up well for him being a black man and he's like you know I've been on the police force for 10 years I've given my life to this and they're going to boil it down to this one situation where he was discriminated against and turn it around and Lieutenant Aroy is like don't worry I got your back but Lieutenant Aroy is like I don't know how it's going to turn out but I'm going to fight for you so when Malcolm comes to the realization that it has to have to do something with Sister Agnes and the janitor, Lieutenant Aroy, JT, 
Malcolm and Danny go to the church to meet up with them. Now, anybody that watched, okay, Prodigal Son, you know, anytime them folk go to a scene, baby, it ain't never going to be good. So they get there. There's another priest there. And then there is Jonah. And they're like, uh, Sister Agnes did not show up for work. We're concerned. We don't know what happened. So all of a sudden, they hear some noise in the background, like, boom, 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 boom. And so Danny, Lieutenant A. Roy, and JT go check on where they hear the noise at because now they're thinking it's Sister Agnes. And now at this point, they believe Sister Agnes is the killer. So we got to get Sister Agnes. So they go looking for Sister Agnes in the crypt. And as they're down there, they keep hearing more and more noise. And Lieutenant Aroy is like, JT, call for backup. JT gets on the microphone, not the microphone, the walkie-talkie. And it's like, this is Detective JT from Major Crimes. We need backup at the church. Baby, the person on the other end goes, who is this? And so JT is like, this is Lieutenant, I mean, he like, whatever his position is. He like, this is uh, Detective JT from Major Crimes. We need backup. Baby, the police the people on the thing say this ain't a real cop this is a police line stop playing on the phone so essentially this is retaliation again for jt so they find sister agnes she's tied up and so they're like who did this to you and they're like it's jonah now who is left with jonah but baby boy malcolm and the other priest so as malcolm is sitting up there with jonah and the priest jonah start going crazy he's like oh my and he's like oh my god so malcolm tells the priest lock the doors and go in the room and lock yourself in so malcolm's like i don't know what to do as child jonah is going crazy first of all i would have left with the priest okay let's go to office and lock ourselves in the office and call for backup okay i ain't dealing with no crazy man but y'all know Malcolm. So what does Malcolm do? Malcolm calls his daddy. First of all, what prison do y'all know of that you could just, first of all, call the prison and get the person on the phone? Okay. Let's just, adjust, let's just address that privilege right there. Okay. But we'll get to that later. So Malcolm calls his dad on the phone and his dad is currently playing chess with Fire Pete. And so Malcolm explains to his dad we i'm here we thought it was sister agnes but listen it has to be jonah because he's going crazy right now and so fire pete is like you've got to perform an exorcism and malcolm like do that really work and at this point jonah is in malcolm's face holding a knife or holding a piece of glass like now meanwhile me I would have been in the office with the other priests calling the police, okay? Barricading myself in the office. But listen, that's just me. So the dad and Fire Pete are like, you got to perform this um, ecstasism. So Fire Pete gives Malcolm these words to say like, Habadibadiba, Destiny's Child, Beyonce. And so Malcolm says it, but nothing's really happening. And then, you know, his daddy is like, you got to say it to believe it. And so Malcolm's like, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, Michelle, Kelly. And then Jonah just dropped to the ground. Now, mind you, uh, Malcolm was holding a candle baby and and the dad is like did it work my boy did it work and malcolm's like yeah and baby jonah pop right back up and child malcolm take that light the candle that he hold to go womp okay first of all instead of doing destiny child beyonce kelly michelle baby i would have hit him with the light candle from the get-go okay you attacking me period 
So we get back to the office and we see Lieutenant Aroy on the phone. Like, when my police officer calls for backup, you bring backup. Obviously still handling the racism that is in this police department that they are showing to JT. Mm, I'm so interested in this storyline of them really addressing and showing racism on this show. For me, it's I, I just love to see this and to see a show like Chronicle Sun tackle it. Now, the last little tea I got to tell y'all. So Ainsley is with her mom, Jessica, and they're helping to move out. And Ainsley looks at Jessica's phone and she sees that Lieutenant Aroy has been calling Jessica a million times and Jessica's not picking up. And Ainsley's like, mom, you got to be honest with him. Like, you can't ignore him. So after all of that happens, Lieutenant Aroy. Okay, first of all, I'm here for Lieutenant Aroy and the Jessica love story. Okay, listen. Lieutenant Aroy little zaddy anyway so Lieutenant Aroy pulls up to the house and he's like Jessica like where have you been you've not been answering my phone calls and she's like oh yeah oh it's it's not anything and he's like I know that you came to the the rehab because I saw that you clocked in and he's like you must have heard Danny and I talking and so she's like my family is cursed I'm cursed you guys were right I don't want to pursue this with you anymore I don't want you to get hurt you got her stabbed because of me and he's like no Jessica you saved me and she's like well I want to save you again and I don't want to continue this girl baby if he do, he if he willing to deal with your curse baby let's curse together let's be cursed together so anyway he leaves I'm sure we will see more of this story. But then the last, last, last part of the episode is Malcolm goes to see his dad. And we know the storyline that has been going on in these two episodes that I was explaining to you is that last season, Malcolm seemed to really be dealing with the demons that he was like his father and didn't want anything to be like his dad. Now, on these last two episodes, we see Malcolm embracing the fact that he is a killer. Um, So... This episode, he go at the end, he goes to see his daddy. And the daddy's like, my boy, I'm so happy to see. First of all, I'd be so tired of him saying, my boy. So he goes to see his dad. And his dad's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you, my boy. And he's like, we've got to spend more time together. And, you know, what's troubling you? And so Malcolm shares that the fact that he killed that guy and hit it last season has really been troubling him and the dad's like well you don't need to fight it and Malcolm's like I'm not I realize that you are a part of me and the dad's like that's a good thing and so as Malcolm is walking out as he says that Malcolm walks back in and says no it's not a good thing for you because now that I'm willing to accept that you are a part of me I can silence you and I can lock you up. Oh, I said, ooh, baby. Okay, Malcolm better talk that talk. And so Malcolm leaves. And so then the last, last part of the episode is um, they, all the prisoners are must be like lining up to go to dinner or to go outside. They're in chains in the hallway. And then the guards yell, stop. And so Malcolm's daddy, Martin, is standing in front of Fire Pete, the priest. And I'm like, oh, child, he better not kill Fire Pete. But, you know, Fire Pete was like a priest. And so he's like, is something wrong? And then Martin says, it's my boy. I really need to be with him. I've, I, he, he needs me right now. I've got to get out of here. And so Fire Pete says, well, you should join our like religious group. Uh, and we get to talk about things like that. And s s to, 
he alludes to the fact to whatever wherever this group meets it must be an easy place for him to escape ooh chow if the daddy escapes and you know he won't go straight for Malcolm whoo okay I don't know about y'all but listen Chronicle Sun, then pull me back in. Please tweet me, DM me, let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Let me know if you like Bryce, I ain't feeling it, or Bryce, I'm pulled in. Make sure Monday nights on Fox, Chronicle Sun, Bay Bay, it is good. It's a purple pants, it's a purple pants, it's a purple pants promotion. It's a purple pants promotion. Purple pants promotion. And I'm so excited for this week's purple pants promotions. I have a very special company that I am so excited to share with my Purple Pants Posse and the Survivor community. I want to welcome to the podcast, Michael Keaton. What's up, baby boy? Hello. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to be here. We've been going back and forth for months uh, trying to get you on the podcast, but you know, you booked and busy and you know, when I text you, first of all, Purple Pants Posse. So I text Michael and I was like, hey, Michael, it's Bryce. When do you want to record? Michael going to text me back, Bryce, question mark. I said, and I, ooh. I got a new phone. I can't be blamed for this. I can't be blamed for this. I got a new phone three days ago. I went from an iPhone 7 to a 12. I had to happen. Oh, the iPhone 7. Jesus. I know. Tell me about it. Um, Is the clarity on the photos everything for you? Oh, I'm dying. And no home button now? Oh, my God. Well, that that was a process for me because I'm like, what am I supposed to do without a home button? It's crazy. And I, I had 16 gigabytes of storage and now I have like a hundred something. Oh my it's God. Crazy. Selfie game is about to be on a thousand. It is about yes. to be been on. Yes. <laughs> so enough about Michael transitioning from an iPhone seven to an iPhone 12. Let's just give a round of applause. But if you guys don't know who Michael is, let me tell you a little bit about Michael. Michael is the creator of Outplay puzzles. Now, I know some of you guys have been seeing a lot of the Survivor community. I know Gabby just posted some of her doing puzzles. I know Wendell has been posting them. Sari even had a holiday party all about the puzzles. And Michael creates real-life Survivor puzzles and he prints them out and you get to play with them at home. You get to you get to get ready for Survivor at home. Baby boy even sent me some and whoo, he sent me the dragon puzzle from my season of Kagiya which is now streaming on Netflix. Okay. Um and baby, I had a time. I was struggling. Now, mind you, I was drinking a little Tito's, but that (laughs) might have been the problem. But I was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing and so 
fun. Now, I see a lot of other puzzle companies out there, but this one for me is so realistic. It's so fun and it's amazing. And one thing that I knew I loved it was when Michael sent me my puzzles, he put them in purple. I said, oh, Michael. So tell everyone and tell me a little bit why you decided to create these puzzles and what does it do for you in the essence of like, what do you get out of creating these puzzles? Yeah, so we started in April when we started in April when Winners at War was going on and quarantine had just started and I had to quit my job. So I needed money because I'm greedy, but (laughs) (laughs) I needed some way to pay for college and everything else. So I started this. I started this as a really to put it in my audition video for Survivor because I wanted to look professional. But then I posted it on Reddit and everyone loved it. So I started this little company on Etsy. I thought maybe I'd get 100 sales by like maybe the end of 2021. We hit 1,000 today. Wow. Oh, my God. Congrat- that is a huge milestone. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. And I've just been very, very excited to do it because everyone has been messaging me. I've ha- I'm talking to Bryce right now. I'm <laughs> living my life with alumni. It's crazy. Ceres in my DMs sometimes. Times. It's wild. It's it's just great that we've built a community around survivor puzzles. I didn't think that was happening. And for me, the survivor community is now one, they could be vicious on the Twitters, okay? They cuss yes. you out in a second. <laughs> However, the survivor community is one that is so loving and so embracing, and which is partly the reason why I have my own podcast, because I've cultivated a community um, and I definitely can speak to people wanting to play these puzzles and wanting to be a part of it and I think that it's something that needs to be highlighted um, one like you said you had to quit your job that's something that can be relatable to so many people in this pandemic and a lot of people don't know what to do when they quit their jobs you're yeah. in school and so for me just even listening to that is so inspiring in the sense that you could have been like one of those people that are like oh, I don't know what to do what am I going to do but no, you took a love and a passion for Survivor and for your cre- being so creative. Not everybody can think of how to create a puzzle. How can I sell it? How can I market it? And you have turned that into a very profitable business. You just hit a thousand sales. Like, do you have you ever thought about that, Michael? Like, that is so most new companies they struggling to get off the ground you're in college you had to you're you lost a job and now you are creating a legacy for yourself that is just amazing in itself michael i just had to i had to prop you up a little bit that is just so awesome thank you yeah it's it's been crazy i was thinking about it earlier how my my literal goal was 100 by 2021 and Mm. we hit a thousand on january 24th okay listen a thousand by January 24th and that just goes on my podcast I'm always telling my listeners but I don't call them listeners they my posse they my friends I'm always talking about you know speaking things into existence and you know really setting goals for yourself and setting reasonable goals for yourself because you know everybody is always like new year new me I'm gonna do this and I'm yes. always like I'm, <laughs> I'm on a roll to a better Bryce and Period. I try to say set 
little goals. And so like, if I meet that little goal, okay, what's the next goal? And what's the next goal? And what's the next goal? And like, you are like such an example of manifesting something that is amazing. And not just anyone could just sell puzzles. But for me, and getting to know you a little bit more, your love of the game for Survivor and (laughs) how you want to make the community a better place. It just, it reminds me so much of myself. And I don't want to do, you know me, I could talk. Um, but don't be agreeing with that, Michael. Well, no. I, I have to, I have to call an ace and ace. It's true. <laughs> no, I do love to talk. But for me, uh, I played Survivor, and my Survivor experience ended rather quickly. And I can recall, you know, being at Ponderosa when I got eliminated, and the morning that I woke up, and I was like in a bed and not. On Survivor, I like I literally was crying and I was mm-hmm. sobbing, and I remember I telling myself that she, I was like, you know what, I'm allow you to be sad for this moment because like rightfully so, but after this, Bryce, we ain't never gonna revisit this crying. We ain't never gonna revisit this sadness. We're going right. to move forward, and for me, my Survivor experience has expanded. Since I've been off the island, most people, it's not like that. It's really about, you know, setting a goal, living in your truth and living how you want to live and on your own terms. And I think that that's just such an example of you and your company that you've created. And I just think it's just so amazing. And for me, I love the fact that you personalize them like you, you you know, first of all, you just sending me a puzzle is amazing. But then when I got it and it was purple, I was like, baby boy. (laughs) Now, tell us a little bit how the production works. I mean, you don't have to give out your secrets, but it's (laughs) just so amazing how you can customize them, how you are all types of puzzles. Like, what are some of the puzzles that you can create for the people? Yeah. So on the production side of things and. If my if my dad was here, I run it with my dad. It's a family business. Yeah, so business. <laughs> if my dad was here, he runs the production side for me because I do not understand computers. I can I can I can show you my social media and I can market it all day, but when it comes to computering and all of that stuff, I'm not the one. <laughs> but, but I'm learning. But okay. we 3D print all of these. We wow. have about nine printers. We started with one, and everyone keeps buying them. We have to keep buying printers to keep up with y'all. Oh. So it's it's great. Uh, and because we're 3D printing them, we can do any color. Like we do all the other puzzle companies that are out there. They're all great. We love them all. But no one is doing colors the way we're doing them because of the production side of things. And we're Purr. able to do that. We do the tree puzzle and we do multicolor puzzles. If you wanted multicolors, we're the one to do that. Like we do the David versus Goliath circle puzzle. We just did the spin puzzle from the first episode of Kageon. Now available yes. on Netflix. Uh, that Jatia and Sarah and LJ all did. It was great. We love that one. Kageon, anytime we release a puzzle from Kageon, I know it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. Her. No. <laughs> the, the, the tower puzzle that Michelle keeps kicking, keeps winning and kicking, we sell that one a lot. Yes. That one is so much fun. Um, I love that one. Yes. Yes. I, I love all of the puzzles that you do. Now, tell us a little tea. Tell us how, and some people don't know, you know, Sari just did a holiday, Sari's holiday party, which your baby boy hosted. I hosted yes. the puzzle room. Um, and, you know, we gave a lot of the proceeds to Sunday request. Um, you know, we want to support a good cause. But tell the people, give us the tea how you... And a lot of people don't know this, but how you were the backbone of that holiday event. Yeah. So I I spend a day 
about a day a month just messaging alumni, everyone I love on Survivor saying, do you want a puzzle? Do you want a puzzle? Do you want a puzzle? And sometimes I get a message, sometimes I don't. But I sent one to Suri about four months ago. And then Suri, three months later, messages me back and says, yes, I'd love a puzzle. So I send her a puzzle. She gets it. And I guess Suri is just the kindest person I've ever met. I love yes, her. Period. Most people, they get their puzzle. They'll they'll bring me on their podcast. Ow. <laughs> they'll, they'll send me a thank you. They'll post about it on Instagram. But Suri just really wanted to do a thank you for me uh, for sending her that puzzle, which is just the sweetest thing. And she wanted to do some kind of event to bring everyone into Survivor again while it's not on. And we started with this idea of sending puzzles to people and they were going to play it. And it molded into this holiday party where we were going to raise money for cancer awareness and for Sunday from Millennials versus Gen X. So we we spent Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after okay. Zoom meeting, planning and planning. Okay. And it all happened without a problem. Yes, it was so amazing. And I just, again, I love to speak to the fact of the survivor is a community. And yes. Michael is a part of the community. He's not just a part of it. He's an active member. And I know a lot of people reach out to survivors and they never respond. But, you know, Michael reached out to me. I responded right away because you know me. I live uh, for the love in the community. And he created something so amazing. And Again, sometimes it's not just about being on the show. We all want to be on the show. Sometimes I feel like I wasn't even on the show. But it's about like what you contribute to the community to make it better. We're in all in a pandemic right now. And, you know, we want we the people want season 41 right now. Period. Okay. And, And the fact that we can't get it. Here is Michael creating something for families to do together that, you know, they would be watching Survivor, but now they can play games together and they can feel like they are on the island. They can feel like they are playing together. And I think it's so amazing. Um, so where can people follow you at, Michael? Like, what's the tea? Give us the tea. Where they can follow you at if they want to order some puzzles. Where, what's the tea? You holding out. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at Outplay Puzzles and Twitter at Outplay Puzzles. You can find me on Etsy also at Outplay Puzzles. And for anyone who's listening to this, we're doing 10% off for any listener with code Purple Pants. Yes. That's right, Purple Pants posse so listen if you are interested in getting a puzzle let's support our baby boy let's support young entrepreneurs let's support people that are in college let's support someone that lost a job due to the pandemic but is thinking outside of the box to be able to you know pay for school pay you just anything like i think that is a such an inspiration and i'm going to say it here first on the podcast to my listeners exclusively so the first three people, or don't have to be the first three people, but the for three people that follow Outplay Puzzle and that want a puzzle and that reach out to Michael and say, baby boy, I heard you on the podcast with Bryce and I want a puzzle. I am personally going to buy three puzzles for the people that reach out to you. Okay? You... All right. I will I will let you know and say let me know. You hear it first and you know your baby boy is on a budget, okay? You know I gotta figure oh, out what? how I'm gonna buy my box wine and pay my electric, but because I support you so much and okay, and then also, you know, Michael, you out here sending people puzzles. Michael sent me a puzzle and I bought puzzles because I don't believe yes. in I, like and I really feel like I get this from my friend Wendell who 
pours so much in me and supports so much in me. And I think being Wendell's friend over the years, he has taught me that like it's not enough to just say you support someone. It's not enough to just say, oh, I'm posting something on someone's uh, on my Instagram. He was like, if you support somebody buy they stuff and I just over the last like for Christmas this year I only bought Christmas gifts from small black businesses like I just I I feel that I don't know you get something out of it and the more you pour into others the more other people will pour into you so I want to continue to pour into you okay now I can't buy a thousand puzzles baby boy okay (laughs) listen but for the first I I don't want to say the first three people that follow you but for Mm -hmm. the first people that follow you and so you're going to have to do a little legwork for me, baby boy. They you, gonna got make, you, you got to make sure that they follow you, the out, right. Outplay Puzzle, and okay. they follow the Purple Pants Podcast, and they follow me, and they say, baby boy, I listened. I want a puzzle. They can get whatever puzzle they want, and it is on your baby boy because I want to pour into the community. I want to pour into young entrepreneurs, okay? Done and done. <laughs> yes. So, Michael, it has been such an honor to talk to you. It's such an honor to honestly get to know you and to be your friend. And Michael and I have so much in common. It's so funny because when we text each other, we text through GIFs mm-hmm. at GIFs. I'll be like, girl, bye. Get out my DM. He'll send me something funny. And I'm like, I'm blocking you. Get out my DMs. I'm not talking yes. to you today. Okay. <laughs> So, yes, before we go again, Michael, please let them know where they can follow you at. Please let them know where they can purchase a puzzle. And please let them know that discount code. Yes, Outplay Puzzles on Instagram and Twitter. Search us on Etsy at Outplay Puzzles and use code PURPLEPANTS for 10% off. Hey, get that 10% off. And listen, Michael, if I text you again and you say who this, I'm coming to Georgia and we fighting. Period. I'm ready. I'm okay. just for the fight. Oh, listen. Okay. I'm gonna let you know. Listen, <laughs> I might fight you and your daddy, okay? Oh, oh <laughs> no, we ain't, okay. we ain't gonna fight him because we need him to keep printing them buses yes, out. So he, I ain't gonna fight him. He's got, he's got things to do. <laughs> I'm gonna fight him. Michael, it's been such an honor. I wish you uh, such, such success. Okay, last thing before I go. I know you like, bitch, I, you keep saying you gonna go. Last thing before you go. Okay. You said that you set a goal that you wanted to sell 100 puzzles in the year 2021, right? Mm-hmm. And you've succeeded it. And yes. here on my podcast, I am all about manifesting. Let's manifest it. Like, let's, what's the next goal, baby boy? Because you succeeded your goal already. So what's the next goal? I want right here, Purple Pants Podcast exclusive. What is... The next goal we are manifesting for you and your company. Okay, you got it. So I, if you don't know, I'm a social media marketing student in college right now. And so I use my, I use my puzzle account for like research and everything like that. I use it for my papers of showing this is how I'm doing things. I want to be on my story and I want to say swipe up to get your puzzle. My goal is 10,000 followers on Instagram. Let's go. For my puzzle account. It's, I think it's happening. Let's go. Let's go. Listen, I'm here for it. And baby boy, I know that you will reach that goal before 2021. So I'm going to have to have you come back on the podcast and we're going to have to manifest another goal. Michael, it's been such an honor. I wish you all of the success in the world and I will be chatting with you soon. And then maybe we can, um, maybe we'll go live on Instagram to announce the Purple Pants Podcast winners. Yes, let's do that. Let's Anytime. do it. Anytime. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michael. And I will talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. And thank everyone listening. 
And we are on to one of my favorite segments of the show. It's Purple Pants Picks. That's right. You pick. I say every Saturday to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, I will post a photo in my story that says drop your topic or question. And it's your chance as the listener of this podcast to figure out what I think about something. Get my opinion because, you know, spicy Brycey don't hold back. So listen, let's get into the first purple pants pick. The first Purple Pants Picks is from Jason underscore Costello. What did Trump's note say to Biden? Uh, I didn't know what I was doing for the last four years, so here's to you doing it better. (laughs) Baby boy, I don't know. But when I saw that on the news, I was like, ooh, okay. I wonder what he wrote. Because, I mean, child, it wasn't no peaceful transfer of power. Your behind got on that helicopter and Melania was in the grass walking on those stilettos. Anybody, anyone else see that? Child, she could barely walk in them stilettos on the grass, honey. Girl. So I don't know. I am curious to know what the note says. Hopefully we'll find out, but probably not. But if we don't, oh, well, it's a new day. What's the next purple pants pick? Which of blue is asking? Who is the queen? Well, that's the easy one, baby boy. It's Queen Barb. <laughs> or Queen B, Lil Kim. You want to rumble with the B? Or, I mean, for real, for real, it's the queen of Bridgington. <laughs> I mean, what queen are we talking about? I don't know. You got to be more specific. But those are the two queens in my life. Period, Pooh. What's the next purple pants pick? Just underscore Ash 88 is asking Eugene Goodman escorts VP Harris. Yes. When I heard the news that Eugene Goodman was going to be escorting Kamala Harris to the Capitol, baby, I was screaming. And not only was he escorting our vice president to the Capitol, he had been promoted. Yes. Our baby boy had been promoted. To, to acting deputy sergeant at arms okay and i was just so happy for him because he risked his life to save others he was a hero he was our freak of the week and that's how you treat him uh, i was so happy i i was literally when they announced it on the news i was calling my mom and she was calling me at the same time so our phones were going to voicemail and then my mom was like do you see you i said yes and i don't even know if y'all saw baby boy had on a gucci uh scarf too i said okay okay get that sergeant money eugene yes i love to see it what's the next purple pants pick Miss Elizabeth underscore Parker on point is asking, how do I find a man? Well, Miss Parker, will you figure that out? Girl, you tell me. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out how to get somebody to text me back on the regular. (laughs) Seriously, I think in order to find a man, one of the things I think that is most important is you have to know your worth, know what you deserve, okay? And you got to love yourself because you can't love nobody else if you're not loving yourself. So that's rule number one. 
two, three, and four. Know your worth. Okay. Treat yourself like a queen and love yourself. Because in order for us to give love, we have to give love to ourselves. And after we do that, baby, we got to go on the prowl. We got to put ourselves out there. Okay. It's the, the digital day and age. We got to be on these websites. We have to not, <laughs> not the only fans. Okay. Say that for Aussie, but we got to put ourselves out there. We got to put ourselves on dating apps. We've got to be open to the possibility of maybe even meeting someone out in person. I'll tell you a story. The other day I was driving to my friend Joey's house because I had to drop something off to him. And I was literally sitting in traffic, minding my business. And it was like a red light. I was in a turning lane. And so the lanes to the right of me could go straight. But the turning lane that I was in, we still had like the red light. And so I had just pulled up. The red light came on and I'm just jamming, listening to music. And there was a guy in the car next to me. And I like glanced over because, you know, I'm always minding my business. And we kind of made eye contact for a little bit. And initially, I just like turned away. I was like, Oof, I don't want this person to be thinking that I'm like staring at him. And so then maybe like two seconds later, I stare back over. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is like staring at me. So immediately I'm like, is there something in my beard? Like, do I look crazy? Like, what? why is this guy staring at me? And then once and so my listen, I was looking straight forward because I'm like, I'll, I'm from Philly. Get crazy in Philly so I'm like I don't want somebody to think so I just kept looking straight ahead and then once I saw that the lights turned green I'm like all right let me get one last glimpse see what they're looking at and I turned over the guy was still looking at me and he waved and so I'm like that that could have been the love of my life that just drove away but because I wasn't in that frame of mind to think like, oh, he might be interested. I'm thinking something wrong with me. We have to be open to the possibilities that our lovers, our husbands, our wives could be out there and we're just looking for them online. No, baby, they could be out in person. So next time you go to the grocery store, next time you do anything, even if you got a mask on, smile through that mask. Be open to the possibility. Say hello. Say more friendly. And baby, you can rest assured that at every red light that I've been at, I've been looking left, right, behind me, smiling. Okay. And the guy, he was kind of cute too. I'm like, darn it. How did I miss that? All right. What's the next purple pants pick? Jamie.May17 is asking, who wore it better, Michelle Obama or Bernie Sanders? Baby, we will get to Bernie in a second, but who? Come through, Queen Michelle. Michelle Obama killed it, okay? Wearing purple with them high-waisted pants, that belt, her hair was flowing that jacket, baby, it's Michelle Obama for me. She killed it. I said yes. And y'all, child, you already know. Barb was FaceTime and calling me like, do you see Michelle? Do you? I'm like, mom, yes, we, we already, we already discussed. We're watching the same channel so that we can watch the same thing, girl. Yes. I see it. I see her. Michelle Obama killed it. She was killing it. Queen. Okay. Let me add that to the other purple pants pick. Michelle Obama is queen too. <laughs> What's the next purple pants pick? Chels Brooks wants to know who won Ashanti or Keisha? And what did you think overall? Yes. Shout out to Chelsea for this question. Bay Bay. So you guys know the verses since quarantine started, they started having musical guests, um, 
play like 20 of their catalog hits. It's been such a great experience. I had my mom watching the Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight one, and I was so excited for Ashanti and Keisha Cole. It was supposed to happen in December. Okay, and then Ashanti got COVID. Then it was supposed to happen the first week in January. Then we don't know what happened. Then they rescheduled it for last Thursday, which I was kind of mad. I wanted to be on the weekend so baby boy could turn up and get excited. But baby, any of you guys that watched the versus child, they started an hour and a half late. Okay, an hour into it, Ashanti came on. We don't know where Keisha Cole was. Then Keisha Cole came on. Baby and Keisha Cole's energy was off. She had a whole attitude. And at first, I like, I'm like, I'm not even excited for it because the first time the verses was supposed to happen back in December, I had an outfit. I was supposed to go over to my friend Sarah's house. We supposed to get lit and have a great time. Then the second time, they just postponed it. And so this time it was on a Thursday night. I wasn't really in the mood. And so, but after Keisha Cole came on and after she got over her attitude, Bay Bay versus was on point. I never really knew how much of a Shanti fan I was until maybe about two years ago I saw Shanti live and since then I've seen Shanti about four times live Keisha Cole I've seen about four times live as well I've got all of their albums I love all of their songs oh, listen baby I was up in there saying baby 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 okay you need to get if he don't wanna love you the right way he ain't gonna it ain't where here's a little less a little Kim don't stress him kick him off off great to the curb like that oh baby can you rock with me oh baby non-stop i should have cheated okay then last night mm, couldn't even get an answer okay oh sorry y'all i was in my house you know i had to at first i wasn't going pour a cocktail then i poured a cocktail and baby Listen, when Keisha Cole sung Heaven Sent, oh, the verses was awesome. I think like 1.2 million people tuned in. Yes, tune in for our black queens. I loved it. I loved everything about it, even the mishaps, even the hour and a half wait. But I was telling my friend Sarah that it's almost like a real concert. If a concert says it starts at eight, baby, you don't ever show up at eight. Me and my friend Sarah, like, that is the one thing of our friendship is that we love concerts and we've figured out concerts to a science, okay? And especially in these Philly venues, my friend Sarah always say I'm crazy, but I always get us to the front. We pregame at her house. We arrive about an hour and a half late. We get there right when the person starts and we can squeeze our way to the front. Ooh, Sarah, I can't wait until the world opens up and we can continue our concert series of I love concerts y'all y'all don't understand and sometimes I'll tell this purple pants pics even though nobody acts sometimes I'm that drunk person at the concert that screams at the artists but not screams at them I'm like yes and they my voice carries so they can hear me maybe one day I will tell you guys the story of a Danity Kane oh my god I have to tell you, because I got to see Danny D. Kane live, and yeah, I, uh, I love Danny D. Kane. Um, and they, you know, they broke up, then they got back together, and then they broke up, but we got to see him when they were on tour, but who, baby, that story, maybe I, let me know if you guys want to hear my Danny D. Kane story. Maybe I'll do that on YouTube. All right, what's the last purple pants pick? JCGD55 is asking, 
How do you feel about season five of Insecure being the final season? When I tell you, I saw it on Twitter first and I was just hoping that somebody was being mean. Then I went online and read that, yes, the fifth season of Insecure will be its final season. Oh, Purple Pants Posse, you don't know how much that breaks my heart. I uh, love Insecure. Insecure is a show on HBO. Issa Rae executive produces it. She writes it. And it's about a young black professional female in her 30s. And she's navigating life. And for me, as a young black person, I relate to Insecure so much. It's really like seeing my life on screen. So it truly breaks my heart. But for me, it means that they are on to something new and something better. So I can't wait to see what Issa comes up with. But it also means that it is imperative that we cover the final season of Insecure on the Purple Pants podcast. I don't know where this demon voice came from, but we will cover it. (laughs) We will cover it. And just a reminder, if your pick didn't get picked this week, do not worry. Every Saturday on Bryce's Instagram and Twitter at Bryce Isaiah. That's B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. Bryce posts the Purple Pants picks, and it's your chance as the listener to get your pick in. Tune in next week to see if your Purple Pants pick was picked. The following message is brought to you by... Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 Hello, everyone. It's me, Miss Barb. And my message today is entitled Living Life. It was written by Bonnie Moore. Life is not a race, but indeed a journey. Be honest. Work hard. Be choosy. Say thank you. I love you. And great job to someone each day. Go to church. Take time for prayer. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Let your handshake mean more than pen and paper. Love your life and what you've been given. It is not accidental. Search for your purpose and do it as best you can. Dreaming does matter. It allows you to become that which you aspire to be. Oh, and laugh often. Appreciate the little things in life and enjoy them. Some of the best things really and truly are free. Do not worry. Less wrinkles are more becoming. Forgive. It frees the soul. Take time for yourself. 
plan for longevity. Recognize the special people you've been blessed to know. Live for today. Enjoy the moment. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be Cannot wait until this week's freak of the week, baby. Now, this one might not come as a surprise because I feel like you've seen it everywhere, okay? But this week's freak of the week is none other than baby boy Bernie Sanders, okay? Baby. Bernie Pull up to the inauguration. Like, listen, I got something to do after this. So after this, after this noggy, I got to go somewhere else. Okay, baby. He came with papers. Okay. He had to drop off at the post office. He came with his mittens. The mittens took me out the moment I seen Bernie on the TV. Okay. But that just wasn't enough. Baby. Bernie Sanders was sitting in his little fold up chair with his little coat on with his legs crossed like listen I got somewhere else to be can y'all hurry this up okay Bernie was sitting there like listen I should have been the president okay Bernie was sitting there like this could have been an email okay the memes of Bernie Sanders have taken off the internet okay i didn't see bernie sanders selling girl scout cookies i didn't see bernie sanders at church i didn't even see bernie with a purple pants podcast hat on who gave him a hat okay bernie you owe me a couple of dollars who gave you that hat i when i tell you that has made my whole entire Weak baby, these memes of Bernie Sanders sitting on the Iron Throne, Bernie Sanders and Friday, okay, Bernie Sanders at the grocery store, Bernie Sanders waiting for his stimulus check. <laughs> when I tell you, they have me screaming, okay, I didn't even make one of Bernie Sanders on the edge of extinction. Who the hell put Bernie on the edge of extinction? Somebody owe Bernie some fire tokens, okay? That meme is just all over the place. I even believe Bernie is now getting in on the joke, and he's actually at his website, Bernie Sanders. He's selling the, it's a hoodie, and the proceeds are 100% going to a nonprofit or some type of organization. So, you know, babe, when baby boy get paid, I'm definitely going to be rocking one of those Bernie shirts. So listen, Bernie Sanders is the freak of the week. Whenever you see one of them memes, you know you got to hashtag it, tag the Purple Pants Podcast, and say, Bernie, you the freak of the week, hunty. Bernie. Okay. Bernie was sitting there how I be sitting on my Zoom calls. Like, listen, we don't need to have our cameras on. Okay. (laughs) Bernie Sanders was a whole mood, and I lived for it. I love it. I just, oh my God, I love when a meme goes viral. It is just the funniest thing ever. 
But if Bernie Sanders is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. The Back of Uncle Pookie Truck. Write a review. Write a review. Please write a review. I don't think I've received a review in 2021. Purple Pants Posse, what's the tea? Okay? Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a Bernie Sanders. Okay? That is a it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants.